believes to be of quality. But there is, unseen by most, an episodic horror-based TV show. A show that still holds up. A show called Tales from the Dark Side. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Talks from the Dark Side. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Chris Barr. And we're going to be taking you through the entire Tales from the Dark Side series, the episodic anthology series from the 80s created by George Romero and Richard Rubenstein. And this is a pretty good episode. We're, uh, yeah, getting going with video here on episode four, right? I, I just, we are like just fucking popping through yeah. these. <laughs> feels good getting back into Talks from the Dark Side. Ah, it feels so good to just to revisit this series and just like watch them again and watch them again together. We had we had the opportunity to watch a few of these episodes yeah. together. So that, that was a lot of fun. Usually uh, when we watch these, I feel like it's like we're doing some kind of project. This is on in the background and we've seen the series. I don't know how many times. I think collectively, like the entire series over like 10 times. Yeah, at least <laughs> yeah. like the whole thing. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it, they were always a staple of like, uh, again, like you said, like like if we were working or like writing or whatever, yeah. doing a project together, we'd always have these on in the background. And of course, we watched them as kids all the time, too. Um, so we've been loving doing this series and, 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 and revisiting everything. And today we're talking about Snip Snip, directed by Terrence Cahallon and written by Howard Smith and Tom Allen. Uh, broadcast uh, The original air date was February 10th, 1985. And this is another one of those episodes, and I feel like I've said it in the last like two or so, but when you have a combo of a screenplay based on a short story or based on an original idea, that's usually like the formula here yeah. for some good episodes. Yeah, this one... This one not so much. Yeah, reflects that only because like I th- I feel like again we're getting so we shifted from like that that more more serious tone to to again we're going back to like a comedic but also serious tone at the same time. It's like split right down the middle. This does like a one eighty yeah. in the right in smack dab in the middle of yeah. the episode uh, before it wraps up. We have Anne, played by Carol Kane, yeah, in this episode. Carol Kane. It's so good to see her like pop up in a bunch of different stuff, and she's not necessarily doing like a bit in this. She's just being Carol just Kane, being drunk. <laughs> you were she's, saying that she's drunk. And this whole everybody is, dr- is drunk in this oh, episode. Oh, Frank, that's just the way she talks. Like she even sounds like that in like License to Drive. Does she really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Um, and even like Taxi too. Even though she's doing a bit with yeah. uh, um, Jesus Christ, I just forgot his name. One of the greatest comedians, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like he's doing, she's doing a bit there. Um, well, let me just see if you have a fever, all right? All right. Let me see. <laughs> You're burning up! But yeah, I think I think she's pretty good in this. And then we got, uh, who do we got? Bud Court playing Abe, who's basically just like a Woody Allen kind of type character. Yeah, weirdy, like, yeah, just some Woody Allen weirdo. It's like yeah. it's like that that nerdy New York Jew thing going on. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fine and yeah. kind of and you know what i mean but yeah before before we get down into this uh you want to read the fangoria yeah let's do it. description let me pull it up here or synopsis rather so the official fangoria synopsis from their official episode guide says on the night of a 10 million dollar lottery drawing 
an amateur warlock is convinced that the jackpot will be his. When a young woman wins instead, the outraged man seeks revenge. That is the most accurate one so far yeah, in my opinion. it's concise and it's also not spoilery, spoilery like the other ones have been. No, it's not like, and then this happens and this is exactly how it ends and this is exactly how it happens yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this one teases enough where it's like, ooh, there's some... There's a little bit of mystery, but but then like even then that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of all that really happens in this episode. There is like a big, there is like a, it's not a big twist, but there is a twist to it. Um, But uh, so, so we open this up and a- Abe, the, the, the dork guy, Bud Court, He's he's getting ready to watch this drawing of this lottery and he's got his fucking he's got his whiskey fucking three fingers of whiskey yeah. and, he, and he's in his bathrobe and he's all fucking psyched ready all to go up watching the lottery drawing <laughs> in like his little library room or wherever he yeah. is. It's one room apartment because apparently he's like uh, uh, a, a teacher who doesn't get like paid enough an algebra teacher or some uh, shit. Something like that. Yeah, He loves numbers, Chris. Yeah. And I look to the numbers <laughs> and I found the spirit in the numbers. Yeah. Satanism or something. So whatever it is, it doesn't really go into mm-hmm. what he's like practicing or whatever he's into. It says spirits and they're well, before we get to that, he has a call. He he he's looking to win the lottery, right? And and he counts his chickens before he hatch they hatch because he fucking calls the dean of the school and he's like, he's like, hey, can I speak to the head dean or whatever's? And he's like, okay. He's like, you know what? I, I put up with this for long enough. Push me around for too long. You push me, you, you yeah. push Sald around for too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um he's he's like, I'm a fucking algebra teacher and I hate it. I hate the kids and I hate the parents. They're all bastards. Yeah. And um he's like, Well, you can go fuck yourself. I cause I'm gonna be winning I'm gonna be winning the lottery and I'm not gonna be a loser anymore. And this phone call goes on for like a good like Oh, it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah, and you were you were bringing up the thing. It's like one of those exposition phone calls when he's like, I'm not drunk. No, I'm not drunk. Yeah. No, I'm not drinking. Yeah. It's like saying everything the person on the phone's saying. Yeah. 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 Just repeating just it. Just repeating it yeah. so we get we get the full but thing. But this guy's just listening. This guy rant forever. And <laughs> then he's like, basically he quits. Yeah. But- he's like, take this job and shovel it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a flying fig <laughs> yeah. about your job. He takes the phone at one point. He just like puts the receiver down. Yeah. And he's, and he's going off about the the spirits and the numbers and yeah. and then this is where we get the dump where he's like and I consulted my spirits and he's taking his little fucking uh, uh, lottery ticket and he's putting it in his goblet yeah. in the fire my numbers said six 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 six, six, six. six. yeah <laughs> whatever yeah I'm gonna win that ten million dollar jackpot this one. that one that's yeah. the winning ticket the jackpot yeah. Orama pulls rags the whole the thing riches. out of his closet yeah with a giant like painted on right you know. and that's the thing it's like this. It's like this poster that has the lotto numbers. Yeah. But then there's other symbols there's around like esoteric it. Esoteric stuff all over it. Yeah. It's not even necessarily uh Satanistic. It, it's it's more like um sigils, but I'm not sure from what Yeah. There's like some numerology in there. I guess yeah. that's what it taps into. I here. think there's a pie symbol Something on like there that. somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind of like the merging of those two yeah. things. Um, he just has spirits, the yeah. spirits of the numbers, apparently. vague occult, you vague know, occult bullshit. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to say the devil. Right. Yeah. But they do yeah. at the same time. And there's not a pentagram. It's like a quadrilogram. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Hardogram. <laughs> Hardogram. And it's, well, it's not three sixes. This there's six sixes. Yeah. So it's fine. It's yeah. not the number of the beast. It's the lotto yeah. number of the beast, mm-hmm. you know? So, so yeah, he, he tells his, he tells his fucking boss to go fuck himself yeah. and like he quits his job or whatever. And, uh, and all this is before 
the lottery numbers were drawn. Yeah, he he mutes the television yeah. and he's like, I'm going to fucking get this in he real quick. He watches for like 30 seconds. He is so satisfied yeah. and so confident yeah. that he's going to win. Sits because back. Yeah, the yeah. spirits are on my side, baby. And he takes another fucking swig yeah. of whiskey. So he hangs up the phone on him. And he sits down and he unmutes the TV and the guy's like, all right, here we go. The winning lotto numbers for the Lotto-Rama. And it's like, oh, this is a really unusual. Yeah, pauses. Yeah, yeah, this is a really unusual number. Here we go. Six. 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 Seven. And Abe <laughs> has a fucking heart attack. He like, he like drops his drink and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And immediately Colt picks up the phone. Hey, Dean of admissions, <laughs> whoever. Excuse me, Dean. So, um, I was wondering about that job. I, I was being hasty. I was being. <laughs> you just hear a fucking click yeah, on the click. other end. Cut to Carol Kane, and um, she's a hairdresser. Um, snip, snip. That's the name of the episode. Here, here it comes. So, um, we get like this big. It's like this big again. This big giant apartment, almost like the Harry Anderson apartment. It's like all cinder yeah. block. This giant room with some mannequins yeah. and some like you know. Hair she's drips. like, oh, I'm down on my luck and I'm poor, or whatever. But I got this giant studio apartment yeah. somehow. It looks like a fucking Frankenstein set or yeah. something, like a Universal Monster yeah. set. And she's talking with the guy who owns a delicatessen downstairs. Uh, what was his name? Isaac. Was it Isaac? I think Isaac's from the other oh, the now, other now episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you were, yeah. you were like a fucking Vietnamese guy <laughs> that was trying to do an Italian accent. Oh, yeah. There's lots of crazy people out there who hear about your money on the TV. Yeah, I know whatever he's got. I don't whatever know he's what's doing. happening yeah. with that. And he's like, you cut it ahead so good. <laughs> what are you going to do? Way over the top you, accent. <laughs> you the big, uh, big a lot of winning now. Yeah. You're going to leave me with my delicatessen downstairs. <laughs> And he's, she's like, it's okay, I'll, I'll cut your hair. Yeah, the Carol Kane voice. The Carol Kane yeah. voice. I can't even do it no. justice at it, all. Nobody can do it. No. Except Carol Kane. Yeah. So so he he lets her, you know, he, he leaves. And she's like, why don't you come back for a haircut tomorrow or whatever? And Abe is like skulking around outside the windows outside. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, we were talking about this before, we were talking we talked about Phantom of the Paradise so much over the past few recordings, but like... Oh yeah, the Brian De Palma. The Brian De Palma, the Frank De Palma classic. But the scene where he, he uh, you know, he sees Jessica Harper and Swan like through the window on top yeah. of the thing, it reminded me... Like, it was one of the, I'm sure that wasn't a mistake. You think so? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's reach, but, but... But like, it just reminded me of that, yeah. like him walking past that particular window and, yeah. and that. Not as dramatic, but... Anyway, so he breaks in and he sees her and she has the ticket and she like hides it and he goes in to um to get the ticket. Now, she and so so she has this bird, uh, Lou, Lucifer. Yeah. And um, he ends up getting made by the bird. He's sneaking around trying to get this fucking and ticket. hiding in the weirdest spots, like behind a chair. There's yeah. nothing in the fucking room, no. Chris. Wide open room. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's not many places. Yeah. You got a fucking there's like a there's like a pole <laughs> in the middle of the room. Yeah. Uh, uh, an open shelf and, and the yeah. and the barber chair. So she makes him and he and he and immediately like puts his hand in his pocket. And he's like, he's like, listen, lady, I got a gun. Yeah. Think uh, the finger gun. All right. Nobody get just to sit down, relax. Nobody gets hurt. And she's like, oh, this is about the lottery. Like, I don't even have the money. He's like, this, it's, it's not about the money. He's like, about the ticket. She's yeah, like, the numbers told me. Yeah, she's like, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't even cash this thing. I have to. And he's like, I don't want the ticket to cash. I want to rip it up. 
Yeah. So I can start a new lottery and win it fair and square again. Whatever his plan is here. Yeah. I guess he's going to rip it up. They're going to they're going to be forced to draw a new lottery and then he'll use the spirits again. Yeah. And he she's like she's busting his balls. She's like, oh, the spirits, huh? Whatever. And he's like, watch this. And he like I have power. He like zaps the yeah. light and the lights go down and brings it back on. And she's like, oh, yeah. Power of fucking water and electric. Yeah, that's where you work. You're that's playing where these games. <laughs> You're playing yeah. these games. So they end up running around a little bit. There's some back and forth. It's very, it's kind of uneventful until we get to the actual box that had the ticket in it. Yeah, they do some weird, like, you know, he's Cat trying to open this bullshit. weird yeah. compartment under a bed, and then she closes it. This happens, like, 20 more times. Well, she. this is where she exercises her power, and he's, like, lifting up the yeah, thing, and she's, like, doing some, like, X-Men sort of thing. Yeah, here. yeah, but, like, without even, like... Without even like the effort, she just like pushes it yeah. down, and she's like, "Yeah, well, your spirits told my spirits that you were gonna try to win this, and that's not gonna fuck. I know all about you, Abe. You little shit." He's, she's like, I, yeah, I she know. knows all about him. Oh, she's yeah. got a picture of him with a knife in the, yeah, you know, the in scissors the in his oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the scissors in, the, in his picture. Um, so, so they're going back and forth, and then this is where it really takes a dark turn because the whole thing, Abe, Abe's whole thing is that he doesn't, you know. He's tired of getting sand kicked in his face. And he's like, I, I, you know, I deserve this. And, and this, I was finally going to be somebody. I was finally going to get mine, be successful and blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of turns, it twists here because everything gets dark. And Carol Kane, like, start, like, he's scared shitless now. So Carol Kane, like, starts uh, uh, descending upon him and then, like, telling the her story. Yeah, now it gets creepy. It gets creepy because the lights are down. Carol Kane is just creepy. Yeah. Especially in this, she does like a one. She's not like you know, she's not like laughing anymore. It's not like Scrooge, you know. It's like very intimidating and like now he's like all scared. Oh yeah, and she's like, she's like, you know, she says something about like handsome guys coming in and like walking all over and and not getting hers and just being like treated like shit for being like a woman and all this kind of stuff. So it's like it's like this weird woman empowerment at the end. It's so weird though. Like it's this weird one eighty that it does. I mean, I'm into it. It's just. I didn't expect it. Yeah. Right. You know, or you don't expect it. And then her whole power, magic power is the snip, snip thing. So she says snip, snip and shit like cuts in half. Balloons are popping. The yep. lights are going out. Place yeah. is full of balloons for some reason. Yeah. But we're taking advantage of it because they're exploding. The yeah. Because <laughs> they're exploding all yeah. over the place. And they're all white. They're not like red or anything, yeah. which is weird. In a latch ditch effort, like Abe like goes to like jump at her or some shit. And those fucking scissors go right into his yeah. neck. <laughs> And he and the prophecy's fulfilled. That's it. And yeah. Abe gets his reward of death. Yeah. Happy lottery day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Here you go. Yeah. Oh my god. And then um and then yeah, delicatessen man comes back and he's like, Oh, I came back for the haircut again. Yeah. And she's like she's like, Oh, I don't know which one of these I want to do for you. Do I want to do the Mohawk or I want to do this one? Or how about this new one? And it's and it's Abe's head with this shitty like curly yeah. receding hairline. Next to all the mannequin heads, just hit this guy's head just sitting there. Are you gonna perm yeah. this this Venezuelan <laughs> Italian man's hair? What are you doing? Right? And make give him a I don't know yeah. what a so bad was, haircut. So it ends up sort of like yeah, it just ends up sort of weird. It, it's it it ends on you don't expect it. Yeah, or maybe you do kind of expect it because you don't think that this fucking Abe guy is gonna like get. 
Yeah, back you go in. He's sort of like you feel like he's got the upper hand. He's like you know just sort of up to no, not really. <laughs> he's yeah. a fucking bumbling. But he's idiot. this weird guy, and yeah. she's like quirky and you know yeah. laughing and stuff. But then you know flips a switch, and she's all creepy and, and doing these you know mutant powers. Not- <laughs> <laughs> she's just like Jean Grey. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you imagine Carol Kane as Jean Grey? <laughs> oh, please no. <laughs> I'm good with uh, Famke Jensen. <laughs> I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll, we'll stick with that one. So Abe's head is like a mannequin on the thing. Like, did she cut it off and like I, mummify it's it? Just sitting there. I don't know. Yeah. Magic credits? Question mark. It's like, all right. And it's like, hey, nice. snip, snip. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. This one, again, like you mentioned in the beginning, it's weird. It's like that split episode yeah. where it's like comedy, like like again, nerd guy down on his luck. And he like thinks he's gonna like you know become a millionaire or whatever and tell him to go the whole world to suck it or whatever. And then he gets you know sideswiped by another person practicing With black like magic. Better powers. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, and then and then it, again, when it does that one eighty and it switches to kind of Carol Kane's view and like that whole story, it's like a totally different episode. Yeah. So it, it really is. It's like once it does the flip, it's like oh, there's no there's no jokes anymore. No, and which is strange to me. And again, not that I don't like it. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things where. You know that episode of Monsters um, with um, Eddie Deason and uh, um, that's right, Richard yeah. Mole. Yep, and that one starts off real goofy just because the characters or the actors. Well, yeah, it's like they're comedic actors. They're all comedians, but they're like demons that yeah. summon each other yeah. to like get out of work because they're all like lawyers and tech ta- yeah. lawyers or some yeah. shit. Wow. Look at that quarterly depreciation. That's what I thought. That's what you would think this was going to be, right? Like more, more comedic shit happening. Yeah, it's like taking like darker material and like make giving a lighter tone. Yeah, it it feels like it. it, Like it changed hands between, like between. Yeah, like in between. Yeah, production switch, something like that. But it's like, yeah, from me personally, I like these episodes when they go creepy. Yeah, when they lose the jokes and start going all like all in on like the horror aspect of it. Sure, but still, it's like this. Yeah, once it does a flip, it's like not enough. No, right, and it's too late. It's yeah. a li- too Way little, too late. Too late. Yeah. I think I think you just nailed it perfectly. Like, e- if you're gonna go for the comedy, go for it. If not, yeah, do do the drama. And we've had know? episodes that are like outright funny. It's like they, where they go all in on the comedy and they work. Mm-hmm. And the ones that most of the time, no yeah, chaser yeah, sucks. Yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> most of the time, yeah, yeah. But then once you go all in on the horror, it's like essentially this is a horror anthology series. Oh yeah, big time. You know. And we were we, we were kind of playing with that idea before of like what people thought of watching this like in the 80s like because each week it was a different it's a different flavor different yeah. story different everything um, tone uh, setting uh, uh, big bad not yeah. big bad but like weird twist whatever it's like you don't know where you're gonna, where you're gonna get with these you literally never and it's know. like a grab bag of different genres mm-hmm. and kind of like where it's gonna go and this yeah. is like it sets it up to be a comedy and then it's like whoop, pulls the rug out from under you. I, I appreciate that for like what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you thought it was going to be a little jokey and funny. It's like, nope. This guy's getting scissors in the neck. <laughs> it's like, and then a, a head, decapitated head at the end. I want to see more of Carol Kane being a witch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't get the thought of like grandmama out of my head. Like, yeah. bone and brine. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then like, it's I don't a, know, casted a spell on him. Yeah. It's like Just a curse. Yeah. <laughs> When you take comedic actors and give them something like completely serious, like yeah. take um, I don't like one hour photo. Yeah. Oh with my god. Rod Williams and he's just excellent. That was that the movie. first thing he really did like that. Yeah. Whereas like you take somebody that's just you known for being funny and it's yeah. like give him something weird and you know crazy. I mean, I think Toys does that too, but oh yeah. But but one hour photo is like a completely different beast. Yeah. 
Um, and he's got he totally had the chops for it. And I think Carol Kane has the chops to do yeah. horror too. There, um, when a stranger calls, that whole opening, that that the whole movie is a horror. It's a horror oh, yeah. drama yep. movie. Um, and I think she's really excellent in that, yeah. and she plays a very good, um, scared character. In yeah, that. and in like, I, I guess what I'm saying is sapping all of the comedy elements out and being just a really good yeah. actor in general. You know what I mean? And I think because I know her mainly mainly from the more recent stuff mm -hmm. that she's done it's like i'm not i'm not a big fan of hers i mean yeah sure she's, she's fine she's i think fun. that's why i like the episode less just because her voice is like kind of like grating <laughs> well, okay it's, i get it's, it but it's fine it's like yeah. i think in this in this one she's good sure yeah i think she's fine i, I like carol kane just as an actress uh and as a comedian and uh, she pulls us off fine especially for like a low budget yeah, anthology for, show considering what it is yeah yeah it's just a middling episode for me that's pretty much what it i is, could yeah. i could skip it easy yep um but uh this is the one that i always remember like whenever i go through and sit down and watch these and everything i always remember snip snip <laughs> i always remember i always remember you know this nerdy dude like oh I'm, I, the phone call is what sticks out to me the most yeah. that whole opening bit is is hilarious to me yeah um and then again it, it almost feels like two different episodes when i'm trying to like recall them yeah you know what i mean like the, the beginning and the end of it <laughs> but uh but yeah just it's just okay yeah it's fine looking yeah, it's... forward looking forward to the next one big time yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of those ones it's like you have to get through episodes like this mm -hmm. to get to episodes like the next one yeah that's but it leaves you and again just to bring that back around about about watching this in the 80s like this would make me still want to see what's coming up next week yeah you know what it I mean? wasn't like, that bad it wasn't that bad but i'm like off from the series yeah, yeah right right but it's like at this point we're on what episode is this what 14 what i have it? i haven't been numbering them again yeah, i haven't either no i mean i'm sure they're numbered yeah. in the episode description but i haven't been numbering yeah. them on, sorry but we're getting up there in episodes so it's like at this yeah. point in the series you kind of know what you're in for so i feel like now we get to play around with like what this genre is going to be or where the episode's going yeah it, and we can kind of i mean even though we watched the next episode already, we should we should I, I would like I would like to play with that idea of being like what you think the next thing coming is based off the title. Yeah, that might be something that, fun. that would be a fun little, thing. <laughs> yeah. fun little thing because yeah. these are all, all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, because like answer me is the next one. What is that about? More phone shit. Yeah. So what do you think the uh, <laughs> next genre is going to be? Here? <laughs> Telephone horror part two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so that was Snip Snip. And uh, until next time, I'm Joe Lascola. And I'm Chris Barr. Snip Snip. Tales from the Dark Side is always there, waiting for us to watch it, waiting for us to hit play. Until next time, try to find it on DVD and watch along with us.